Awesome. Thank you so much. Really appreciate, as always, a perspective of really that value um, of community. And we have a few people on screen here, the panelists that are going to contribute their thoughts to this. And we're going to go ahead and have Joe also address how does he think or value and see that you can find community. This is Joe. I, I don't mind going next, but I know Angelie said that she'd like to go next. And I would just like to let ladies go first, if that's OK. You know, we're talking about community. And I've been trying to hold back tears as I've been going through this panel because I came to Clubhouse from a friend who could really see that I needed a sense of community. And the first Clubhouse I ever went to, it wasn't as faith-based. It was more just, what did you manifest this week? And what are you going to do to move forward in positivity for the following week? And just like Ariana, I looked through the Explore page and there are so many options, but what spoke to me was faith and so between my podcast and building my faith journey, I'm currently in RCIA, which is the Rite of Initiation of Christian Adults. And I am actually going to be accepting the Holy Spirit formally on Holy Saturday. Um, sorry, I didn't expect to get so emotional. I have struggled with friendship and community. And I found that through my faith, I was able to find both. I came onto Clubhouse and I was able to find my human family. I have been learning with my spiritual director that there's a difference between relatives and those that are a part of your human family. And so I was going through my clubhouse rooms one day and I saw Stacy had this amazing clubhouse like we are here today. And these 40 days have truly changed my spiritual life. And I get to share that with my spiritual sponsor and say, hey, I'm building community today. And that's what I asked God for. Welcome to the Radiant Pearl Living Podcast, where you will hear fearless stories to nurture your dreams and inspire you to live a radiant lifestyle you love. Now, here is your host, Stacey Zand. Hello, radiant friend. I'm just so glad that you're tuning in. You're here with me today and just really excited about this particular episode. Welcome to episode 33. And it's a little bit different from our previous sort of setup because this is a recording from our recent panel discussion that took place on this past Saturday. And so I just wanted to play the entire recording and give you that opportunity to just really hear the gem and the value that each panelist provided. And it is a long one, but it's really worth it. Stick around till the very end and you are just going to enjoy some takeaways that's just going to come throughout as well as some call to action. So when the panelist ends, it will be the end of our episode today. And I just look forward to hearing back from you how this has blessed you and enriched prayerfully your life on this particular week that it's being released. It is Holy Week. And we just want you to be encouraged on your journey as a radiant pearl and looking forward to really giving you more insights and opportunities to connect as we've been able to connect and find friendship, community and really incorporate our faith. This has been such an incredible journey, and I just look forward to hearing, as we've heard from others, how you were able to glean, grow, and really just take away some incredible nuggets for your journey this week and beyond. 
Hello, everyone, and welcome. I am excited about the opportunity for us to be here together live. We're streaming live on YouTube at thefearlesscreator.com slash live. And I'm excited because we're also tuning in on Clubhouse. And just a while ago, I was sharing my excitement because we all met each other on Clubhouse. So how fitting, how delightful, and how much of a blessing it is to see each other face to face for the first time. All you beautiful people. And to be able to delight in community together. And so we have some scriptures that we want to definitely address and go around the room. This is a roundtable discussion. And then we also have some really delightful questions that have been submitted that we really want to get to the heart of the power of community, friendship, and faith. We are seeing that live and in action today as we see these faces gathered together right now here live on Zoom, streaming on YouTube, and we'll be coming to all the places at a later date. So of course, that's going to include the podcast. It's going to include the Facebook group and page. And those who are represented here have podcasts themselves. They have programs and they're doing all that they're called to do. You are called. Those of you listening in, tuning in on Clubhouse, as well as live here at thefearlesscreator.com slash live, each of us are called. And we're just so excited that when we're able to step out by faith and operate in our calling, what God is able to do and how he enriches our lives as he's really enriched our lives in this 40 day journey thus far. Today is day 39 and we wanted to get to that place where we could see each other face to face as we've been discussing and talking just by audio format. And we're just so grateful for this day and this opportunity that the Lord has made and he's seen fit to bring us all together. So now that everyone's on camera, yay, TJ, welcome. <laughs> we're going to go around the room and you're going to hear everyone's voice. And we're going to start off from what I see here. Ariana is to my left and she's first there. So we're going to go down around in our roundtable discussion, introducing ourselves. You have, of course, the bio, as I mentioned, on the page so you can click and find out more from each of the panelists here today. And we'll be adding more to the page as time goes on because we did receive some items and things that we wanted to add. So you'll have an opportunity to retrieve that when you go to this particular URL. So Ariana, go ahead and unmute yourself and share about yourself. All right. Hello, all. Thank you. It's so good to be here, Stacy. Thank you for bringing us together. It's so good to see so many familiar faces, Masha, TJ, and Jalish. And Julia, Colette, Joe. It's just wonderful to see everyone out in the audience. My name is Oriana. I love just serving God's people, being in connection with God's people. And I mean all his people, you know, I love those, of course, that are believers, but I just love God's people. There's a purpose and a plan for all of us. And I'm just really excited just to talk and hear insight and to learn from one another. So my name is Oriana. Thank you for allowing me to be here. And I look forward to just being in his presence and being with his people. My name is Ariana and I'm done speaking. So we've learned that when we 
turn off or mute on our phone, as well as on the computer that allows the feedback to go away. And then we have to unmute ourselves in both places. So thank you for your patience. We're learning and navigating and we're going to be pros before we know it. <laughs> so now we have Maria and Masha. I see that's the name that you have here also in Clubhouse. So go ahead and just share about yourself. Good morning, everybody. It's a blessing to be part of this panelist group. And I'm sorry about confusion with my name. Yes, I came originally from Russia. My full official name is Maria, but my nickname or diminutive is Masha. So I'm coming as Maria on Zoom and Masha on the clubhouse. Hi again. So I am an teaching artist. I also newly published author and I love to as I already mentioned before, invoke creativity in people and help them to grow it. And my people are from junior K through 12th grade students. And I sometimes help adults as well. And can't wait to hear from you all this morning. God bless you. This was Masha and I'm done speaking. Awesome. Awesome. And we're just so grateful to have you all here with us. So now we're going to go ahead and go to Colette. Hello, everybody. My name is Colette and I'm super excited to join you. The podcaster host of the Mighty Warriors podcast and I love people. And so I get super excited to help those who struggle and help them get connected to God and experience a deeper intimacy with God so that they can experience a transformation through his word. And so I'm glad to be here on this panel today to hear from everybody. Community and friendship as well as faith is very important. And so thank you very much for being here with us. And we look forward to also hear from you. So don't hesitate in the end after the panel has spoken to come up and there. Thank you very much. My name is Colette and I'm done speaking. Awesome. Thank you so much, Colette. So grateful to have each of you here here today and um, hear the perspectives for sure on what we're going to be discussing. Joe, we'd love to hear from you and, and a little bit about what you do so those who are listening in can know the value they're going to receive today. My name is Joe Sugg and I am a financial independence coach. I help people who are entrepreneurial minded, faith focused and purpose driven find really their opportunity to achieve their God-given passions. And so that's really my heart, my passion. I sure do appreciate the opportunity to be here with you guys. I'm looking forward to connecting. It's great to see faces here on, on the live recording on Zoom and see you guys connecting there. And I look forward to, to learning and adding as much value as I can. Awesome. Thank you so much, Joe. You always add so much value in our conversations. We're just so grateful that you're a part of us today. And Glacian, we'd love for you to share about yourself and introduce, of course, all that you do with those who are tuning in. Hello, everyone. It's so nice to see your faces, the familiar faces, the people who have become a clubhouse friends. It's a lovely opportunity to be here. Thank you so much, Stacy, for this opportunity. I'm really looking forward forward to our discussion today and my name is Glauciani Andrade. What I do right now, I am an upcoming entrepreneur and coaching. I'm training to become a coach in the next few months and I also have aspirations to become a podcaster. So I'm here to share faith and friendship with everyone who's listening in. Thank you so much. 
Okay, awesome. We are going to actually have all the information on our page, which is the fearlesscreator.com slash live. So you can connect with each panelist as well as get some freebies and some goodies and know more about the discussion. So do not fear. We've got you covered here. Okay, awesome. So now we're going to move on. Angelia, go ahead and share both on Clubhouse and Zoom about you. Hi, can you hear me without reverb? Great. The Lord is with me. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Sorry, my dog Freckles might be popping in and out of the a camera here. He's a Dalmatian. As you can see, I, I love spots. So <laughs> I, I call myself the, the God-fearing Corella DeVille, you know, so... Anyway, thank you so much for joining me on this panel, everyone. When I first came into Clubhouse, I was seeking community and it has just been such an honor to build that and be a part of this community. To be quick so I don't take up time and I'm able to share with others. My name is Angelia. I help people on California death row receive a fair trial. It is very humbling to do God's work. On my downtime, I have a podcast that I'm just starting up and it's called a podcast deep conversations with Angelia and topics can be various, but they all include discussion around passion, healing and growth. And part of that is building a community. So it's truly an honor to be in this space with everyone. And I look forward to sharing my faith journey and just my thoughts on how to build a faithful community when we get to that part of the panel. Thank you so much for your time. And I'm Angelia and I'm done speaking. Fabulous. Thank you, Angelia. Just voices here are so rich and incredible. You know, everyone's going to be blessed and last, but surely not least, my brother, TJ McKnight. I'm going to go ahead and have you unmute in both places and share about yourself quickly. All right. Hey, everybody. It is really good to see everybody's face. Normally we see pictures and the little thing blinking as people talking, but it is actually good to see people's faces now. So I know when you guys are smiling, <laughs> when we saying stuff, <laughs> we can get the actual feedback. But but yeah, so my name is TJ McKnight. I am the host of One Faith Radio and Podcast. Our sole purpose is to promote and display unity in the body of Christ through our shared faith in Jesus Christ. So we do that by having conversations, tackling tough subjects and tough topics that are generally not accepted <laughs> in the church or we wouldn't really have those conversations within the church. So this is a space where we are able to do that. And not only that, but we are also able to uh, a blessing to others. This entire podcasting journey has been fun and it's been great so far. And we met a lot of great people, such as the people that are on this panel today. So yeah, I'm losing my train of thought. So I think that's time for me to just shut up. So <laughs> my name is TJ and I'm done speaking. Incredible. Thank you so much. So today we're going to go ahead and I'm so delighted that we have really made these connections and we see each other just about every single day. I feel like I've become closer to my brothers and sisters here in community than I am sometimes with those who I just see once a week, maybe at church or even family who may be farther away because we talk and hear each other's voices so much. Really, it becomes like family. And that's such a blessing and to see how God is using a platform like this for good because of the vessels that are using it and participating for his glory. And so I want to go ahead now and turn our attentions to our very first question. And so that question, we had the chance for people to submit questions and we'll be doing that. God's willing, our desire is to do this once a month, have a panel discussion and bring in different voices and perspectives and to really just be 
able to have a meeting of the minds and hear what the Lord says and says through his vessels and his people who are called for such a time as this, even on a platform like this. And as we bind together as Christian content creators in different spaces, this is run through the Christian Content Creators Club. And so we just really want to be able to provide this for you all to enrich your experience as Christian content creators month after month. So the very first question that was submitted is why is godly friendship important in our Christian walk? And we'll just open it up for those who would like to go ahead and share on this topic. I hope it's okay if I will start. I prepared the speech about this topic exactly. So originally I came from Russia. I live in Southern California right now. And in Russia, we have a saying and it goes like this. Tell me who is your friend and I will tell you who you are. So I'll let it to sink in, right? Tell me who is your friend and I will tell you who you are. And King Solomon in Proverbs 1320 fine tunes the description of friendship. He says, walk with the wise and become wise for a companion of fools suffers harm. And we when we surround ourselves with people who have the same values, we kind of create a safe place for ourselves. And it keeps us centered as well. And godly circles of friends is like frame for a picture. And I'm being an artist always will probably will be creating an image for you that comes from my field. I hope you don't mind that. And so just imagine a picture and a frame that surrounds it, right? So I can compare godly friends to the well-made frame that helps picture in two different ways. It helps picture to stay unharmed and not ruined by the outside elements. And it also visually brings attention of the viewers to the most important thing in this picture. And if you had in your life opportunity to compare a picture with frame and without, there is a difference. And it's not only for us to surround ourselves with godly friends, but also being part of that godly circle friends for those who are our friends. And I would like to pinpoint a few more things and pass uh, the mic to the next speaker. Godly friends will stick with you through good and bad. They will cry and laugh with you, right? They encourage you in the right path and discourage you from the wrong path. They'll fill you up when you're empty and they will point you and remind you about God and his ways. And they will stand for you in the gap and they will pray for you. And this was Masha then speaking. Thank you so much. How incredible. I love that you said they really will pick you up. They will stand in the gap. The godly friendships is beyond just what we even know to be in the natural sense of friendship, especially when you're not in Christ, because we know that God is the greatest friend, right? He laid down his life for us. I mean, what a gift, what a beautiful example of friendship, of community, of relationship that we don't even recognize or we haven't really experienced to that depth. I mean, who would be willing to do that? Maybe not physically, but thinking about laying down. A lot of times we have so many things that maybe we have to put our attentions to. And when we have someone that we count so dear as a friend, I just love that, Masha, where I have certain friends where no matter what responsibilities or things, I would be willing to drop those things. I would be willing to sacrifice food and go on a fasting with them. I would be willing to just do all those 
those things. So not necessarily dying in that physical sense, but dying in other ways so that I can see my friend get a breakthrough or really receive the word that they need to receive or the healing that they need to receive. Like we've been praying together in community for certain needs to be met. Some of those needs have been met. We've seen some miracles, but there's still yet more to come. And knowing that we can have that friendship. I'm just going to quickly share the scripture that says iron sharpeneth iron that immediately comes to mind when I think about friendship as well. As you were sharing there, Masha, it immediately makes me think that sharpening that happens because of that countenance of your friend. Because I know my friends who I've chosen to be my friend is a reflection of me. It says a lot about me who I decide to have in my corner, decide to have in my community. And a lot of times they spur you on. Like I am richly blessed and I'm richly spurred on to do great things because I'm surrounded by friends like you who are doing incredible things in the body of Christ. And so I cannot be complacent. I cannot remain silent. I believe when one person is bold, it's something that is contagious. When one person is joyful and doing what they're called to do, it really becomes like a flame and something is stirred up. And that is what God wants for us. Even now, more than ever before, as we disciple and we make his name be known through our love and through our, our friendships and through the way that we operate. And I can say more about this, but I'm going to pass the mic on to one of my sisters or brothers here because I know there's just so much incredible meat when we talk about friendship. Go ahead, TJ. Yeah, I definitely agree with what you just said. The first scripture that really came to my mind was the one that you pulled out, iron sharpened of iron. And when we look at that scripture in detail, it's just the count of two really strong and sharp individuals really helping each other out, creating a strong friendship, creating something that will last and that will stand the test of time. And just sharpening one another means that you are challenging one another, of course, but at the same time, you're also encouraging one another. And I think that when you talk about having godly friends and having a godly friendship and why it's important to our Christian walk, it's very important because if you are going through certain things in your Christian life, according to your walk, it's going to get hard. It's going to get rough. Having that friend that you know that you can rely on, that you can trust on, that you can depend on, you can tell them everything and you know that they're going to pray for you hold you up and encourage you instead of turning around and telling your business all out to everybody that's out here in the street. You know, it's important to have good godly friends who have your best interests in heart. And it just goes to show the true relationship or the true nature of who Christ is and his relationship and friendship to us. We want to make sure that we are mirroring those those aspects of Christ in every aspect of our life, even with our friendships. So, you know, I have in my bio that, you know, I'm a, I'm a great friend and I use that and I say that a lot because I try to be a great friend to all of my friends and to, and to anyone who needs me. Um, and I think that whenever you find different ones and of course you have your really close, close friends that you would tell all your dark and deeper secrets and stuff too. But it's also good to have other friends that you can just continue to walk through life with and encourage one another and just know that, hey, I'm going through this podcasting journey. Me and Stacy, we have became really good friends based on our podcasting journey. And it's like, man, 
I've developed so many other friendships with different ones who are on here. Oriana, Colette, different ones that I've talked to and have conversations with. Joe, I've, we've had conversations as well. And so having these great friendships helps to encourage me along and to stir me up and to help me to be a better friend to all of my friends and even more, I would say, a better person all around. So my name is TJ and I'm done speaking. Awesome. Thank you, brother. Just always appreciate your heart and perspective here for sure. And you do live that out. And I want to give anyone else an opportunity to share on this topic. Colette, go ahead, sis. Well, when we were told that the topic that we would be talking about today was the power of community and friendship and faith, something came to mind. And that's the fact that we were actually created to fellowship, to to be part of a community. God created us in his image and he himself has fellowship and he created us to also commune with us. But he also created Eve for Adam so that they would fellowship and commune with one another. So we were created to be part of a community and to journey together. And so one scripture that came to mind was the passage that comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33, which says, Do not be misled, bad company corrupts good habit. If we were to flip it, and I don't encouraged to flipping every scripture, but in this case, it will turn out for a good thing. We could change it and say, well, do not be misled. Good company leads or nurtures good character. And so I think that as we choose our friends and choose the type of community we want to be part of, it's important to have friendships that are godly so that you can be in a place where you can be sharpened, where you can sharp, where you can encourage yourself, uh, actually encourage your friend and encourage one another in the faith. And another passage of scripture that came to mind was actually 2 Corinthians chapter 6. And I'll actually read it starting in verse 14. And it says, do not be yoked together with unbelievers for what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? What harmony is there between Christ and Belial? And what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? Of course, this passage doesn't encourage us to separate ourselves and to not talk to anyone in the world, but it encourages us to choose our friends carefully because the way that uh, they might live their lives might influence us. But being in a relationship with a friend with whom you can journey with, somebody who can speak the truth in love who can sharpen you as we just mentioned sharpen me iron sharpens iron sharpen you in the word sharpen you in the faith and help you get closer to God will not only strengthen your friendship and build up your faith as well and so this is what I had to share for the moment I'm collecting I'm done speaking thank you very much Thank you so much, Colette. Joe, go ahead, brother. This is Joe. I, when I, I hear TJ talking and I hear Colette going through that, the, the one thing that pops into my mind is the relationship between Jonathan and David and, and how they were so close. And that relationship was so close. It was closer than a brother. And they had that bond to where they really lifted each other up and took care of each other. And even to the point where Jonathan had to, to let David go and let him go out there and then kind of guard him 
him and, and give him some direction and send him out there. But a lot of times when I think about relationships, I think about relationships kind of in layers and, and you have that your inner circle, the people that you're really close to, and then you have friendships that are a little bit more like acquaintances. And then you have, you know, further out, you kind of have all these layers of friendships. And when you start talking about clubhouse and all the, the different social media, and then you have people that you, you know, specifically that, that come over and hang out. And there's all kinds of different levels of, of friendships. And I, I had a question for you, TJ, kind of on a follow-up for, for what you were talking about. When you start talking about how to navigate all those different layers of friendship. So, you know, it's, if you've been around me more than five seconds, you've probably heard me call you my friend. And uh, how are you doing, my friend? What's going on? And I get that from my friend and mentor, John Maxwell. Everybody is his friend. Everybody is somebody that he wants you to know that he's there for you and he cares for you. Now, the challenge I see a lot of times in the Christian communities is you've got all kinds of different denominations, you've got different perspectives, you got different backgrounds. And when we start talking about your inner circle of people, just like when I deal with my kids and I say, listen, you want to make sure that inner circle is really in line with your beliefs because they're going to impact where you go. They're going to impact what happens. And you hear it on Clubhouse a lot. Your network is your net worth. And I'm in a lot of financial groups and rooms and different things. And that's, that's true to some extent. And I think that to some extent that happens just in any relationship relationship, the people that are around you uh, are in a major influence on that. So the question I had for you, TJ, is I know that you're a big guy into bringing people together in different perspectives and what happens there. And I know that a lot of times you get into situations and conversations with somebody who may have a complete 180 disagreement with you. You and I probably are, are the same way in that. You know, we're not afraid of that conversation. The question I would have for you is how do you navigate that? And when you're talking about friendships, how do you navigate that? And I hope that's okay, Stacy, for me to ask that question. TJ, please go ahead and answer that. Yeah, definitely. So what one thing that came to mind is a situation that happened to me a while back. And it's so funny that you ask this question. So I had posted a status on Facebook. It was back when the insertion happened, the attack on Capitol Hill. And a friend of mine, I had two friends who commented. One guy, he is a, I'm not trying to make this political or anything like that. <laughs> One guy, he is a liberal. The other guy is a conservative. And so he came out, it's like, how can this be? And this, that, and the third. And then my liberal friend came out and said, and just started kind of attacking his character a little bit. It was like, bro, you're dumb. You're not thinking. And the way I handled that, situation is that, first of all, I came directly for my friend who was a liberal who attacked my friend who was a conservative. And I said, bro, this is not the place for that. This is not even the type of, I would say, atmosphere for that. Both of you guys are my friends. You're my brothers. I love both of you together. There's no separate this or whatever. We all, we have different opinions. Just because we have different opinions doesn't mean that we can't have a conversation. And I made that clear. And after I made that clear to him, he said, my bad, I didn't mean to do that. You know, I'm passionate about these things. And I said, I got that. And then my other friend, he said, thank you for doing that. And then we continued to have a great conversation. Well, what did we learn out of that? Sometimes when you have those conversations where people typically don't agree it's good to set that boundary or set that standard early and let people know, hey, it's going to be some difficult, I would say, emotions, some difficult thoughts, but it should not keep us away from one another. Like we should not divide. Yes, we can all have different opinions. We can have different personalities. That's beautiful. I love that. That's that's what makes us unique. And that's what makes us all beautiful in the eyesight of God, because we all have different things that we bring to the table. But let's look at bringing all of our 
our different opinions, all of our differences to the table in a manner where we are able to properly, I would say, reflect the love of Christ for everybody regardless of your background, regardless of your ethnicity, regardless of whatever you think is right. And I think that by being that person who was a friend to both guys and they didn't know each other, they were able to see, okay, this guy, I know TJ, I know him, I love him, and I know that he wouldn't be disrespectful to me, he wouldn't be disrespectful to this guy. And if this guy is his friend, then I know he he has that same mindset. And so it's important to kind of carry that out, knowing who your friends are, knowing how to communicate with them. Because some friends, you know, you can be stern with them and tell them straight up, hey, this is not how it's going to go down and they'll get it. And then you can be soft to another friend like, hey, you know, tone down a little bit and they'll get it. It's just knowing that relationship and really what really popped in my mind really is that that's how Christ deals with us. He knows how to navigate our personalities. He knows how to deal with us because we're all different. He knows how to come at me. He could come at me harsh (laughs) and I get it, but he may come to Colette real soft and sweet and subtle because that's her nature. That's who she is. And she may get it. And so that's how I believe that we have to learn how to navigate those difficult relationships, those difficult friendships or, or yeah, and keeping that unity bond together closely because it is a challenge. And I mean, this this day and age, it is very much a challenge, especially coming out of this political climate. It's like we have divided over so many things, <laughs> but at the same time, it's important that we have to continue to show that love and adoration for one another, regardless of our differences, because Christ did the same thing for us and he's continuing to do the same thing for us each and every day. My name is TJ and I'm done speaking. Amen. Amen. I feel like we're in church and I love the fact that breaking it down, even to the point of knowing how our God relates to us. I mean, such an example in every sense of the way through the word of God. And we are wanting God to definitely lead and direct how we deal with each other. And I love that even now we're forced to look beyond the four walls of maybe the church to find friendship, to find community, to break bread, to understand each other. I mean, that's the only way that we are able to really reflect his love as he did in the days while he walked amongst men. We have those scriptures that tell us about him going amongst the the prostitutes and those who were not like him at all because he's a perfect savior. And so I believe that just being able to witness that and seeing how how we come at each other is something that we can really marinate on and be reflective on as God allows us to navigate new territories and new places as believers in the body of Christ. And so I'm going to go ahead and um, give the opportunity now, because I know we've spoken a lot about this topic, which was why is godly friendship important in our Christian walk? And now Colette had actually pointed out a little bit on this and because our second question talks about when we should nurture friendships. And she spoke a little bit about about that nurturing that happens for both parties as a result of friendship and community and finding that we have that same faith and we're walking along on this journey together. And so when should we nurture friendships? And then there's another part to it. When 
Is it time to let the friendship go? I know it's hard, but we need to definitely address that. When should we nurture the friendships and when is it time to let that friendship go? I wanted to share a little bit on that. My name is Oriana. Thank you for allowing me to speak. Hello, everyone in the audience. So when should we let those friendships go? When should we hold on to them? I love because God, he Jesus showed us so much about what it was to be a friend when he had the ceremony and they were doing the foot washing and he was willing to just really humble himself before his friends. And I believe it was it Peter. I have you all have to help me there. was like, whoa, you're not going to wash my feet. You're holy. But Jesus was like, I got to do this for you so you can be entered into the kingdom. This is for your good. You know, we're not talking about I rank higher here or you rank just to absorb, to be there. And so it really encouraged me thinking about that. And I was thinking about sometimes we have to sit in a situation where we're friends with someone and maybe it's become a toxic situation and God gives us guidance in how to handle that. But I was thinking about when he was actually at the table and when he was at the table, he said, the one who's going to betray me, I'm going to, you know, sop this bread or give it and and then I'm going to give it to that person. But he still broke bread with Judas. So he was still in an environment with someone who was toxic to them. And he let him know he acknowledged it. So I guess my point that I'm trying to say is sometimes I think we have to acknowledge to that person, one, that there's some things going on that I think we need to work out a little bit differently. In Matthew, the seventh chapter, right around the 15th verse, it gives a parable about the trees. And we know that good trees, they breed good fruit. Bad trees breed bad fruit. And then it later goes on to say you have to burn that tree that's giving that bad fruit or that poisonous fruit. And the reason I believe that is because when you think of an orchard and you're trying to get a bountiful harvest, you want to do what it is to allow that crop to grow bountifully. You want healthy fruit. If you're going to distribute, you want to distribute good fruits, good first fruits. But if you have something that it's poisoned or it's weakened or it's drying up, the fruit is coming out and it's not sweet, it's bitter. That's not what you want to be replicated. So when the seed comes and has been contaminated, you don't want to breed other contaminated fruit. So it says that, let's see, where is it? The 18th verse, a good tree, and I'm reading from the Amplified version here. I love the breakdown of Amplified. And it says, a good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruit, you will recognize them. So what I think that we have to remember to put ourselves apart. So that friend, you can still be there for them. Maybe they have a, a loss in the family or maybe they're just really going through some things. You want to be there so you can pour into them, pour wisdom into them, pour Jesus's love into them. However, if that person has a situation, maybe it's an addiction, then you should not be partaking in that addiction or even be there where it can be misconstrued that you're advocating for them to continue on in that. Using, We'll just use drinking as an example. If somebody is an alcoholic per se, you might drink wine with your friends, with your spouse, with your loved one. You might have one glass. But if you know this person has a problem, you have no business. Again, this is just how I talk direct sometimes. You have no business drinking with them to allow them to pursue that and think that it's okay. You need to cut that thing off. So that's all I wanted to share with this, with nurturing fruit, nurturing a friend. Again, I think you should be there for that friend, but you have to know the limitations. You need to know when you need to be there to embrace them and when you need to step back and just stay in prayer. Put your face before God and pray for them. My name is Oriana and I'm done speaking. Awesome, awesome. Such a powerful word there, sis. And one of the things that I really 
love that is being pointed out too. There's always another side, right? To the coin, so to speak, in the journey and in our walk with the Lord. And I feel like just like how we do want to have those friends that are going to spur us on forward and specifically the scripture that says in Hebrews 10 verse 24, let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. So on that side, we want to have those friends that are going to provoke us to good works and they're going to provoke us to really love and exemplify love because we are receiving that sort of love that is exemplary and that makes us want to become better and want to do better, as I was saying earlier. But on the other end, it's those friends who provoke us to do bad. As you were just saying, if a friend is provoking you to drink and to do the things that you know is not in alignment with your walk as a believer and as a person of faith, and you know what you're called to do. And if a person is veering you off so far off the track where you're not able to be in a place to influence and be effective in the body of Christ as he's called us all to be, then it's time after seeing that you're not able to win that battle, it's time to cut that off. And so I know it's a hard thing to do, but our salvation is so important, so vital. We're not living for down here. We're living for up there for heaven. And so we never want anything. You know, I know that I'm speaking to the choir for those who are still grappling with that idea of it's so difficult. I love this friend near and dear. Just pray for that friend. Believe if you're not able to influence them with bringing them to the things that you know will uplift and encourage and enrich both of your lives, then that's a hard decision I know we have to make. Any other thoughts on this particular nurturing of friendships? Go ahead, TJ. All right. Yeah. Oriana really just preached the whole entire sermon um, and she don't even know it. But as she was talking, I literally was thinking about Romans chapter 14. Now, Romans 14 is talking about how we should have that discernment, of course. But in chapter 14, verse 13, it says, therefore, let us no longer judge one another. Instead, decide never to put a stumbling block or pitfall in the way of your brother or sister. Now, in talking about friendships and nurturing friendships and when it's time to let that friendship go, Oriana made that connection when she was talking about alcohol and how if I'm drinking alcohol and I have a friend, I know that they're an alcoholic and I need to put that away because I don't want to be a stumbling block in their way. And it's that same way. And when we're nurturing friendships and we're nurturing our livelihood, a part of our Christian walk, we're going to mature. We're going to continue growing. Um, and what does that mean? That means that I may be at a different level in Christian maturity than my friend. And because of that, I shouldn't be doing things that I know that is a stumbling block or a hindrance for them that will keep them from maturing in their faith walk with Christ. So that means that, for instance, I may have a cookout and I'm throwing everything on the grill. And I have a friend who is saying, OK, I decided to, to become vegan yesterday <laughs> and they know I got steaks, all these these other things on my on the grill. And so if I know that they're coming and I'm making steaks and I have everybody's here, but this one friend knows they can't have meat, then I'm going to make sure that I have something here for my friend so that they can have something to eat. And also I want to make sure that they, I won't say separate them, but make sure that they're in an area so that they're not able to indulge <laughs> or be tempted by the meat or fall into that temptation. And so if we're doing that, it's all about making sure that you knowing who your friends are and then at the same time knowing how to manage that stuff properly so that you are helping to nurture that friendship and showing that you support them in their 
in their journey and support them in everything that they're doing. So when is it time to let friendships go? It's so amazing because I was thinking about how, going back to my illustration of being spiritually mature and someone that's not really there yet, if someone is not mature to the point where they are refusing to become more mature and they are actually now becoming a stumbling block or hindrance to you in your faith journey, then it's proper for you to let that go. Where is that biblically? So 1 Corinthians chapter 5 is so funny. I, I literally did a Bible study on this last night. 1 Corinthians chapter 5. Paul is addressing the Corinthian church and he's telling them, hey, there is a man in your midst he is a Christian, but he is doing something that is detrimental to the Christian faith. And the fact that you guys are acting like that this is something to be proud of and you're sitting on this, like, you know, this is something that we should be doing. In fact, you should be cutting that relationship off. You should be kicking him out because of the fact that he refuses to continue to grow in Christ. He refuses to continue to do the right things because of the fact that he decided that he wants to continue in his sinful desires. Then, I mean, yeah, because he decided he he wants to um, continue in his sinful desires. It's important that you, so that you don't become a stumbling block or a hindrance or allow him to become a stumbling block or hindrance to other people in the church, you need to put him out. So that's when it's time to let that friendship go. When people refuse to do what is right and when they refuse, I would say consistently or habitually do what's right and they decide that they just want to give into their own desires or give into their own thing, it's fine. It's okay to love them. But you can love them from the distance. That's been like my mantra. You can love people from a distance, but at the same time, you can pray for them, do everything you can. But when it's time to let that friendship go, it's time to let that friendship go because you don't want them to drag you down or to drag you back into prior sins, prior behaviors that isn't conducive to your Christian walk. And so I know for me, I have grown and I have changed. I don't say I've changed, but I've grown and I've matured in my Christian walk a lot to the point where a lot of my old friends that I used to have as best friends when I was in high school and college, we're no longer like, I don't say we're no longer friends, but we're no longer speaking to each other as we used to be. Did I let that friendship go? No. I just, my life has evolved and my life has changed. And so so because my life has changed or evolved because now I have a whole family and they are still single and they're still doing things, I haven't cut that friendship off, but I've understood or they have understood as well that we are in different places in life. We can still be friends, but we can still be friends in our different places in life. And with those different places come different levels of respect, different levels of understanding. And so... Yes, you can let friendships go based off of whether or not they're going to continue in toxic behavior and they're going to keep you from growing. Or you can choose to hold on to old friendships, knowing that you're still friends and understanding that everybody has evolved and grown over time. And the situations or the circumstances may have changed, but your love and your friendship for your friend may not have ever changed either. My name is TJ and I'm done speaking. We appreciate you as always bringing the word and truth here. For those who are listening, we need to hear this as we're discussing this topic. And I just want to quickly take the time to reset the room for those of us joining in through Clubhouse. Just to give you guys an idea here, we are actually meeting together for the first time live on Zoom. 
seeing each other face to face. And if you would like to join in and be a part of that conversation visually, we want to invite you to go to the fearlesscreator.com slash live where you can see details and information on each panelist who is here a part of the power of community, friendship and faith. This topic here is a culmination of really our time together for 40 days. Today, we're on day 39 of our faith-filled journey that we started off for Lent. And of course, we know Resurrection Sunday is coming up and we felt like Clubhouse has allowed us to find and to see in action the power of community, friendship and faith. Everyone here that I'm seeing right now on my screen, they are my friend. And even though we've never met in person, God saw fit to connect us and the back channels, the chats that we have going on. Some people are not here today, different reasons. And some people we were praying for going through procedures and in other parts of the world. And we have a community where we're able to just share with each other by text on Instagram and just lift each other up in prayer, praying without ceasing, knowing that there is a community even virtually that is interceding for us and our well-being. And that is what we've come to embrace and know about friendship and what it can look like. So we are just so excited that you're joining us. If you're joining us for the first time, and we'd love for you to connect with the Christian Content Creator Club. And at the very end of our panel discussion, we're going to be bringing up those who wish to ask questions. You can come up during our talk, but we just won't be unmuting anyone until it's time at the end where you want to maybe ask a question or you want to contribute a thought to the conversation on the power of community, friendship, and faith. And so if you're enjoying this, you think there's someone else, maybe you have a friend that may not see yet the value and the power of community, friendship, and faith. And maybe you want to deepen their walk as we're discussing scriptures together, breaking bread virtually and in the spiritual sense in the word together, and just being able to find that you have that opportunity to sharpen each other, even in this space. Feel free to ping them in. And we're so excited about the opportunity to hear from you directly, actually in a few minutes, because we're going to be wrapping up soon. And we want to give everyone who's on the panel an opportunity to share their heart on this topic as we continue moving on. So if there's anyone else that's on the panel that wants to address this particular topic, I want to give you that opportunity to do so now in both spaces. I'm looking at this about friendship. I am reminded about my friends now. We've been friends since junior high. And of course, when you have friendship, they, they have different courses and you go through different things in your life, disagreements or misunderstanding. I mean, it's just a whole process of any type of relationship that you may enter into. And I remember when we were in college, we had this huge misunderstanding and disagreement. And that was over 20 years ago. And the Holy Spirit said to me that I want you to go and apologize. And although I was thinking, God, you know, she was just much in the wrong as I was. How come she can't apologize? She said, no, I need you to be obedient. And we're talking about nurturing the friendship. I need you to be humble and apologize and tell her you still love her. And I was, I was obedient. I told her I love her and I sincerely apologize for the misunderstanding we had. And we were in, like, in our early 20s, we're probably like 19 or maybe 20 years old. And she kind of looked at me and says like, yeah, whatever. And of course, I was just shocked. I said, God, really? You had me to do this? And she just basically shoved her shoulders as whatever. Well, let's now, 20 years later from 
that time I see as planting a seed. I'm sitting now in a five-star hotel and that the person who I apologized to put me up. And she's like, you need to be put up in a, a nice hotel. You do a whole lot. Of, for those who don't know, I have a nonprofit organization for at-risk youth, my husband and I. And we're constantly putting out fires and mentoring at-risk teen youth and families. I'm also a therapist and I have a radio show. So my, and I'm coming out with a book. Like, my life is just totally busy. I was brought back here to California. My father just heard that my father had prostate cancer. My birth father, I grew up in a foster care system. And so found out that my birth father has prostate cancer. So this is what brought me back to the Bay Area. And she found out I was coming. And she said, I'm going to put you up in a five-star hotel because you need to rest. You need to just rest. And I sit back and I'm thinking, because I was obedient and I nurtured that friendship, and even though I didn't agree with our disagreement, I was obedient. And how that seed that I sowed, the blessings came 20 years later. But not even just that. Even when I was in grad school, she supported me 100% doctor degree in um, chemistry. She's a, a professor at the University of San Francisco. So she's like, listen, you're going to or you to get your master's degree. I support you and I will be there with you every step of the way. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, this is what friendship and faith is all about. She's that person that reminds me of what I wrote down in the back that says, write down a vision and make it plain. And the times that I feel discouraged, she's like, no, you wrote this down. Remember what you said. So what I'm saying here is that you still have to, what I've learned here in this whole story for me is that even when it doesn't seem right and the Holy Spirit says, I want you to humble yourself and, and apologize, even though you may not think you're in a wrong. God sees the bigger picture that you may not see. And then there was a situation for me that I had a friend I loved dearly, grew up with, and she was just very toxic in a way. She did not know how to talk to people, and she basically was hurt herself because of the abuse that she endured from her mother. And that's how she played out her whole life of the way she spoke to people. And I said, listen, I don't like the way you're talking to me. I'm an adult just as you, and I'm not a child. And she will constantly dismiss that. And it was at that point... I had to let it go. I know TJ said they're, they're, you just outgrown the friendship, but there's friendships you just have to let go because if they cannot respect what you're requesting of them, then that's the time that you're seeing that they're being disrespectful to you and they're stifling your spiritual growth and then anger and bitterness come in. And that's not the place you want to see yourself in. And so I respectfully let that friendship go. I still pray for her, but I had to learn. She does not have access or permission to be verbally abusive towards me. And so as Christians in a community, it is someone said, I think it was Arana, I hope I pronounced your name right. Can't remember who said that, that you need to have a friend that's going to, you know, sharpen you. And I remember a saying that, show me your friends. And I show you your future. And so if you hang around like-minded people, then your future will look just as great. And so this, like I said, this is a real time for me. I'm sitting here, going to be hanging out with my BFF, who I sowed that seed, seed of nurturing and love over 20 years ago. And we're here in San Francisco, and we're going to hang out. So what I say here is that if God is really pushing you to apologize and be humble, do it. That is not weakness.
That is strength. I'm Prima Donna and I'm done speaking. Thank you so much, Prima Donna. Really appreciate you sharing your heart and your specific testimony with us. It's really enriched the conversation happening today in live time. And I want to make sure that those of you who are tuning in on Clubhouse, Prima Donna, I want to give you get your permission since we are recording to be able to incorporate your feedback in this conversation since it was done in the middle of our panel discussion. Is that okay for us to keep Absolutely. that here? Awesome. You're welcome, sis. Thank you so much. We appreciate all the voices and perspective and it really enriches. And we want to invite you for future, those who are listening in for future panels, you can always just go to the fearlesscreator.com slash live. And when you do opt in, not only do you get the freebie and gifts that we have and see information on the panelists here today, but you will have an opportunity to submit if you would like to be a part of future panels so that we can bring you in on the screen as well. See you face to face and have you officially be a part of our conversation and prepare in advance as well. So really appreciate that. And um, we're going to go ahead and address another question that was submitted prior to today. And we want to address that. It's how do you find your community? And so those who of you here, we want to hear from our panelists here. How do you go about finding your community? And I'm sure that will help those who are tuning in as well. Hello, this is Oriana again. How do we go about finding, how do I go about finding community? It's so interesting. I think we can find community by number one prayer when we're in commune with God. So it's so interesting the way I came across Clubhouse. I was going through a period where I was sick. And so I was not able to go outside. We have a Zoom and different platforms, but visually I just wasn't able to get out of that space. And so I was praying. And a friend of mine, it it was actually a a friend I knew a long time ago. She says, Oriana, I have this app. I think you'll enjoy it, you know? And she shared this app with me. And so when I got on here, it it asked you, what do you like? What do you like? And I put, I wanted to be around other believers believers so faithful. And there's some other things, parenting. So I think when we're looking for community, you look for the things that you're attracted to, but you also want to look for a place of where you know you're going to grow. Because when you grow, you are alive. If you're someplace and you're not growing, if you're stagnant, then that means death. And so when you go looking for for community, when I go looking for community, I'm looking for like-minded individuals. And sometimes it might even be that person where I know God's shining the light on them. However, I, I don't want to say intimidated, but maybe I look at them with admiration like, oh, I don't know if I should be sitting with someone maybe of that status of that caliber. But I know that through God, you know, he's allowed me to sit there. Okay, no daughter, you need to be here with this person because you might be a little intimidated because they're going to tell you how you're acting or they're going to tell you, no, that's not right. You need to do that a little bit better. Or maybe they're the person that's going to be a little bit more rigid in the conversation. Like, girl, you need to get up. You need to walk in your calling. You need to do what God told you to do. So I think when we're commune with God, he will guide us and lead us into that community we need to be with. A few years back, I have seven children. I actually have nine, actually eight that I raised. My husband had three children. This is my second marriage. And so I have birthed six children and then my bonus child, they say step. I like the bonus one. My, my youngest bonus, he lives with us. The other two young men are now adults. So they come and visit or we'll go see them, but they're not living with us. So I said that to say, I ended up deciding it was time to homeschool. Some of the things that were going on in our school district, I just wasn't in agreement with. And I was very nervous to do this homeschooling thing. I said, Lord, can I handle this? And so interesting as it was, I ended up meeting an elderly lady at a big box store. And me and this lady spoke for 
45 minutes, maybe it was an hour and 20 minutes, but I ended up finding out both people were like, oh, you guys just like to talk. No wonder you met. But she brought me to her church and her church had a homeschool group. And so I ended up being in community with not only homeschoolers that were able to help me navigate how to learn this, but they also ended up being believers. So when you're looking again for your community, I think you want to seek out those who are like-minded. However, you also want to be open to not only like-minded, but those who can help mold us and encourage us and help us to carry on our way. You don't want to go with a place where I guess you're at the highest if you're not going to be willing to learn, because they say that regardless of our age, we can all learn and we can all teach. My name is Oriana and I'm done speaking. Thank you for allowing me time. I'd love to share something if it's okay, Stacy. All right, thank you. Well, as we were talking and thank you very much for sharing, Oriana, because that kind of reminded me a little bit about my own experience before I actually lived in the Middle East. I was a little bit nervous because, you know, I was going to live in a place that's completely different. I love to travel. I'm originally from Senegal. I was born in France, but I grew up or lived most of my life in the U.S., and so now I was going to go work and serve in the Middle East. And a lot of people were telling me how important it was or it would be for me to find a community. And although I did join a team of people there, I wanted to kind of find my niche. And it started with one person. And it was a person that I just met through a friend. And we just connected. We actually were very different in age, but we loved hanging out and we would go out and visit refugees. And, and then eventually a friend of hers invited us to go to a desert. I mean, in the Middle East, that's what you do for hangout, I guess, <laughs> to have fun. And, and then she invited us to go to a church. And at that particular time, I was part of a community, but didn't have a church. And I tell you what, I don't want to spiritualize it, but going to church and being part of a group or meeting people will open doors for you to meet people that will help you go through, walk through your journey. In the Middle East, what you find the most is actually mosques. There are very few churches and some of the countries in the Middle East do not have churches at all. But for me to have found that church of people that had 35 different nations and allowed me to feel right at home. And so why am I sharing this? I'm sharing this because for those people who might say, well, I don't know where to go. I don't know where to really find friends or, you know, I've been hurt before. I've been a part of a church and I don't know if I want to really give it a chance. I would like to challenge you and I would like to encourage you because in those places, as Ariana mentioned, you can find people that you have things in common with and have a conversation, go out for coffee. And then start talking about how you can walk the journey together or be part of a small group or be part of something within the church and serving or be part of a study that will help you grow in your faith. And so this is how I have been able to build community where I currently live in the Middle East. I do not know how I would do it without that particular nucleus. And so going to church is one of the examples or one of the things that I'd like to suggest for those who are looking for community. And so thank you very much. My name is Colette and I'm done speaking. May I piggyback on this, what Colette said, actually? I'm sorry, English is my second language. So I became Christian right before Soviet Union crashed. And interestingly, I've never had community or friends before I came to church. And I was bullied and beaten at school. I was bullied for having glasses, wearing glasses, which is, might sound ridiculous. But yeah, the thing that I found in church is acceptance 
happens is people lined up with me on my walk to God because we had people who survived through persecutions of Christianity in Soviet Union, who survived. They were smuggling Bibles. They were printing Bibles illegally during the persecutions and a revolution and all the wars. And those people aligned with me, newly believer, and they walked with me. I remember what was funny, that they accepted me and I brought my sister, I brought my family, my relatives with me too. And the funny thing was that the church, at some point, they had like a concert and everybody can come and shine. It's like a talent show. And all what we could offer with my sister was to play a song yesterday by Beatles in church. And they let us. And now I'm thinking how it's ama amazing it is for people to just come and let you be and then help you to transform into a new creature on your way and being just accepted and letting you maybe be a little bit weird, maybe a little bit unusual for Christians. And they were like Baptist church. They broke from the Baptist church. They were like a daughter's church. So they came from very strict rules, you know, women with headscarves on and skirts, no jeans, no nothing. So they were transforming. And as me and some other people were coming because religion started coming back into Russia, it was amazing. And that reminds me and kind of asks of me now? Would I be willing to do this for others? Will I be willing to just accept them the way they are and then help them slowly mold into some new creature in Christ? So this was Masha. That's all that I wanted to say. And God bless all the friends who participated in our lives at some point, helped us to be you know, picked up and washed off and who handled us the way we were and helped us to transform like caterpillar into a butterfly, right? Into new creation in Jesus. Thank you. This was Masha and I'm done speaking. I knew as I was reaching to adulthood that I needed to find a community that did not look like my family of origin. My family of origin was full of individuals had a criminal background, were addicts, just didn't have good conversations. They were very belligerent towards everyone. So I had made up in my mind that I wanted to find a community that first did not look like my family of origin, secondly, a different race than I, and someone that knew more than me. Clearly, there was more to learn that I needed to glean off of another person. So for me, I looked for communities that just was totally different from my social context. When, especially when I moved to Tulsa, Oklahoma and attended Oral Roberts University, I purposely reached out to people under those criteria. And for me, I look at community that would help you grow. Community to me is a community that would help you grow, that is very supportive, and that can pray you through difficult situations, situations and challenges in your life. And I can honestly say that when I moved from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and again, not only did I look for someone that didn't look like my family of origin, I literally left the state of California to find a, a community that was totally different. So it's as if God said, yeah, I'm going to pull you from California and you're going to be forced to be part of the community because uh, once upon a time, I was a person that pretty much stayed to myself. That I learned was more of a self-defense for me because of so many rejections and things that I had experienced. So isolation was better for me than to surround myself with people because people I looked at, you could not trust.
express them. But God soon took me out of that and forced me in a community, in a place where I had no family members and knew anyone, where it forced me to be part of a different community. And it has grown me so much and even was able to get a mentor who helped mentor me along the way. And so community to me is aligning yourself up with people who is different from you and people that can help you grow and get you to the next part of your life in a better version of yourself. So when you're looking for community, I say first, look at it and see, is this growth? Is this going to help me? And is this just going to be a better version of me? I'm Prima Donna and I'm done speaking. Awesome. Thank you so much. Really appreciate, as always, a perspective of really that value um, of community. And we have a few people on screen here, the panelists that are going to contribute their thoughts to this. And uh, we're going to go ahead and have Joe also address how does he think or value and see that you can find community. This is Joe. I, I don't mind going next, but I know Angelie said that she'd like to go next and I would just like to let ladies go first, if that's okay. You know, we're talking about community and I've been trying to hold back tears as I've been going through this panel because I came to Clubhouse from a friend who could really see that I needed a sense of community. And the first Clubhouse I ever went to, it wasn't as faith-based. It was more just, what did you manifest this week? And what are you going to do to move forward in positivity for the following week? And just like Ariana, I looked through the Explore page and there are so many options, but what spoke to me was faith. And so between my podcast and building my faith journey, I'm currently in RCIA, which is the right of initiation of Christian adults. And I am actually going to be accepting the Holy Spirit formally on Holy Saturday. Um, Sorry, I didn't expect to get so emotional. I have struggled with friendship and community, and I found that through my faith, I was able to find both. I came onto Clubhouse and I was able to find my human family. I have been learning with my spiritual director that there's a difference between relatives and those that are a part of your human family. And so I was going through my clubhouse rooms one day and I saw Stacy had this amazing clubhouse like we are here today. And these 40 days have truly changed my spiritual life. And I get to share that with my spiritual sponsor and say, hey, I'm building community today. And that's what I asked God for because when you are joining formally as an adult, they ask you if there's anything that the church can pray for. And I said, I'd like to build community and see God in all things. And I truly believe that he is here in this room now as everyone's sharing their stories and in a faith community to speak to what Masha had said. It's a more accepting place. It's the first place I've been where I can have a deep cackle and nobody's hating my laugh or share my heart. And it's absorbed with love and compassion or I share a monologue of a 10 minute experience I've had and it be valued. Not all of those spaces are provided to me outside of a a spiritual space. And so it's just been an honor to really grow spiritually while navigating the 40 days of Lent. And the adversaries definitely tested me. I've had to call a priest along the way. I don't know if you guys know that, but you can always (laughs) phone a priest. I didn't know that. And he said, as you become closer to God, it's expected that the adversary will try to change that course or acknowledge that you are coming closer to God by creating more turmoil 
turmoil. And I tend to find faith in my Lyft drivers. And, and I can talk about that later. But whenever I'm in a space where I really need a spiritual growth, God has put a Catholic Lyft driver there to talk to me about love and God and friendship and community. And so what a blessing it is to be around other people that believe in the same God that I do. It's beautiful to share my spiritual experiences and have someone believe that that has happened to them as well. And in you know, volunteering through the church and through reading the scripture and through Bible study and this panel, I've really been able to feel a sense of wholeness that I felt was lacking so much. My spiritual nourishment was so low and it's so beautiful to see everyone's faces today because it's a truth that we're not just behind a screen with our voices. There is a moment where we will be able to all come together and break bread and speaking about friendships. It is powerful to hear when the Holy Spirit says, not this one, pick this one. And uh, just being open to his words and his direction has changed my life. And how I think it was, Oriana, again, where it was allow God to take you to the places that you are meant to go, even if you're not sure you fit there. I was nervous even coming onto this panel. Everyone here is such a humble and amazing example of how the Lord works in their lives. And I didn't feel there was a moment of me feeling unworthy of participating for a minute. And I realized God would not put me in this position if it wasn't necessary for me to be a part of it. So to those listening in the audience, know that if you open your ears, God will direct you to the community, the friendships that you will come to find through growing your faith. I really want to say it in so much as we're talking about these topics separately, they're really an intermingled experience. And so for me, I found friendships and community through really establishing my faith because I really believe that when I had my faith, I was more open to accepting others into my life without fear of what may happen because the Holy Spirit is guiding that. I mean, he's guiding everything, but I especially believe my spiritual friendship. So thank you for the opportunity to share. This is the part where I felt I could fit in best and serve value. So it's an honor to be here with everyone, especially those in the audience who are navigating their faith and are trying to solidify it in a more deeper sense. This is how you do it. You show up to these rooms, you connect, you hit others up in the back channels and really create a human experience of sharing this world that God created for all of us. So my name is Angelia and I'm done speaking. I'm going to head it over to Joe. Thank you so much for your patience there. That was great, Angelie. Thank you so much for sharing that. When I hear Angelie's story and, and so many stories, it's really pretty phenomenal to hear how everybody has found their people and kind of found their communities and found their friends. And I think that's incredible. But I, I was hoping to bring a little different perspective as well, because I don't know where the people who are listening are or what's going on. But I know I grew up in church and I know that's not everybody's story, but it is mine. I grew up in church. I grew up kind of hearing a lot of things from a scriptural standpoint. And I know there's a lot of you out there that are like me that have been hurt by people in church and you've been broken and you've been frustrated. You've been discouraged. Some of you are on social media all the time and you can't connect. You don't feel like you're getting the feedback that you want. 
And if that's you, I just wanted to talk to you for a second, if that's okay, Stacey. I, I don't want to take up too much time here, but I just, I really felt it an impression when some of the conversations were going on that there's some people that are maybe feeling like, how come everybody else is connecting and I'm not? And I, I can't find my people. I'll tell you this. It doesn't matter what type of interaction you're having, whether it's a, a friendship interaction, whether it's a business interaction, whether it's trying to find the appropriate loan to get for your house. It doesn't matter what it is. Not everybody is a fit for you. Not everybody is the right person for you to provide that need. And it's important to know that because just because somebody has Christian behind their name, it, it doesn't mean that they're the same as you. It doesn't mean they believe the same as you. It doesn't mean they have the same energy as you. It doesn't mean that they're the same as me. In fact, I can tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt, people either like me or they hate me. There's rarely anything in between. When I find my people, they like me. When I don't find my people, they don't like me at all. And all that's okay. You see, you have to be okay with who you are. Before you go out and try and find your people, you need to understand who you are in God, who you are in your place. And once you understand that, you see, I grew up hearing all the time, just be yourself. Well, I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what I was doing. And that's the reality. Maybe I'm the only one. You sit there and you say, I'm trying to go out and I'm trying to position myself this way, or I'm trying to position myself that way so that somebody else will accept me. When you find your people, they just accept you because they like you. And it doesn't matter when you make mistakes, when you struggle, when you do things, they embrace you because you are their people. It's not just that they are your people, you are their people. And that's how it works. And so when you're getting into a group or a room or whatever, just start connecting with people. And if they make you feel like junk, don't go back. That's it. Don't go back. And if they like you, great, go back. I keep showing up in Stacy's room because she keeps telling me she likes me. I'm like, well, I like you too. You're awesome. You're awesome because you like me. You must be my people. I like it. I go into other rooms and sometimes people are like, yeah, you're kind of loud. Okay. That's part of it. That's part of life. But I don't want people to feel like they... Just because they're not connected in certain circles or certain places or certain churches or certain fill in the blank, that means that God isn't with them and there's something wrong with them and there's something going on. God loves you. You have a purpose. You have a direction. You have a purpose in your life that God wants you to do. You have something to fulfill that only you can do. And the enemy wants you to believe that you're broken, but you're not broken. You're okay. Everything's going to be all right. God has a plan for your life and he's got your people. And if there's just one person that hears this, that needs to hear it, it's worth it. I want you to know God has a plan. He has created you in his image for his purpose, for your life. And, you know, I can tell you right now, there is a whole lot of scripture that is taught, that is taught out of context. It is taught with completely, we live in a soundbite society. You know, everything from news to whatever it is, it's soundbites. And people take the same approach with scripture. So when somebody quotes a scripture, look it up. If it sits there and all of a sudden it makes you feel like junk, look it up. If it makes you feel condemned, look it up. Because there is no condemnation for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. So if if it makes you feel condemned, if it makes you feel broken, if it makes you feel like junk, that is not God talking to you. That's Joe. I'm Joe. And that's that's all I got. You all may not be able to see this, but we are just clapping for each other because the word that just went forth, someone said, pass the collection plate for Joe. <laughs> 
preaching there, brother. I mean, God is just so amazing. And I know a few of us more on the panel here are going to be contributing and even responding. But I want us to really think on that. I, I feel like that point of knowing who you are. I mean, before anybody else can really contribute to your life and you being in a space to receive, you have to know what is it you want to receive? Who are you in Christ? That identity factor in this day and age is so confusing for so many. And I think even now, because we're spending time to really meditate on the word of God, the journey we've been taking for the 40 days is that time of really peeling off the layers of our being and who we are in him. What is he speaking to us in this season, in this moment? Because we know we're on a journey in this walk of life. We're not the same. I'm not the same Stacy that I was yesterday. Hopefully not, because that would mean I'm stagnant. I'm not alive. I'm not living. I'm not progressing. I'm not being who God has called me to be. And so I think recognizing, having those quiet moments, we've been talking about valuing and really just seeing how important it is to take time to know God and to know the God that is in you. And that is first and foremost in his presence. When we take time to worship him with our voices in the stillness, with scripture. I mean, we're doing that. And we want to definitely encourage those of you who are listening. If you are wanting to find that place where you can truly thrive and find community, the foremost thought that came to mind when this particular question was brought forth for those of you just joining in, how do you find your community? And Oriana said prayer. And I thought immediately, how God knows the desires of our hearts. And sometimes that scripture that says the spirit will make intercession for us. Sometimes we don't have the words yet. We can't form the words upon our lips, but God knows our desires. When we have that intimacy, that relationship with him, where sometimes we don't even have to speak it, but God sees and he knows the desires as we're spending quality time with him in his presence. And he meets us at our point of need. He ministers to our needs by sending us into the right places and sending us into the right spaces and allowing us even to create those spaces so that those who are our people will be drawn to us and drawn to that space that we've set for his glory and his honor. So I want to challenge, as you've heard from every panelist, and we have more that will be coming up, that if you need to go ahead and you're not finding the places or the community that you're desiring, spend time with God first and foremost, and allow him to know your desire, your deeply rooted desire, even in the stillness. And then as he's impressed on your heart and he's given you that boldness to go forth, then you create that space so that others can find you and find community that they too long for, but they don't have a place. They don't know how to go about it. And God has led you and called you out to establish that space. If it can't be found anywhere, maybe it just doesn't exist. And you need to be the one that will set that standard and that will be that light and that 
vessel that he can flow through and that conduit that he can use to form that community or that small group. And you can probably hear as a passion of mine, as I'm seeing as a passion of each of us who are here in this space that God has called for such a time as this to find each other and to connect others to the body and to the vision of him in these last days. So I want to go ahead and move it on to our dear sister, Ariana or Glossian, whoever wants to go next, go ahead and unmute yourself. Hello, I'm Glossiani. It's so nice to be here with you and to see your faces. I really like what you just spoke, Stacy, and that's Prima Donna spoke about toxic friends and Oriana before that, she talked about Jesus being face to face with the one who would betray him later. And in fact, that Jesus chose that person knowing the future, what would happen. The only reason that I can understand that is that Jesus was completely submissive to the will of God. And we discussed so much today that is so much richness in our conversations. Since the beginning, TD and uh, Stacy talked about iron sharpening iron. And I liked how TD talked about being same elements sometimes. And also the fact that iron is not just anything soft. Iron has a lot of properties and is hard and makes sound when they touch each other. And sometimes that's what we need. That is the place of the Holy Spirit in us. And with each other, we can help each other. The Word of God talks to us about sharing the truth in love. There's so much love here in appreciation in this room. And that I wish that all our listeners today could see how we are cheering on each other. And I just want to say quickly, welcome to all the people who are listening to us, especially Neil, who is a newcomer to Clubhouse, Chris, Dee, Shonda, Nisia, Bernie, and Jasmine. Thank you so much, Tommy and Prima Donna. I want you to just touch on what Stacy said. I firmly believe, first of all, for us to have friends, we need to be a friend. You want a friend? Someone just popped this question. It's like everything is intertwined. TD was saying that he had a Bible study about friendship yesterday. Today, I have this person writing my feed that if you want friends, you might be the one who needs to be first a friend. You might be the one who needs to reach out first. And yesterday, I was thinking about these friends of ours that we have in Europe. And today, my mom and my dad, we were praying for this family. So we see that it's like, I didn't talk to them. I didn't verbalize because you know how if you verbalize something, your phone and your devices, they catch and they start showing advertisements for you. But I really wanted to say something. When I came from, I'm from South America and I've lived lived more in North America than I've lived in my country of origin. And I find in North America, it's really hard to find good friends, to find brothers and sister friends, family friends, like, you know, the friends that you really connect. And I applaud Joe from the beginning. He calls everyone a friend. And I really love that idea, that belief, Joe, that you have. And Marsha, you talked about the wisdom of Solomon in Proverbs. And I love that we have so much to learn. I want to say that for us to be a friend, we need to have friends. We need to be friends first. And then we go and connect to people and it's time them to learn with each other and maybe to use iron sharpening iron. If that happens to us, for us to bless them and for them to bless us, for us to learn together, to walk together. And Colette was the one who talked about relationship between the 
even in Adam and also being equal. When we are friends, we need to be equal. We need to be peers. We need to be the same. Even though one is older than the other, one is different positions socially and educational, different background, we need to be equal with each other. And I do thank God so much. I never thought that I would say this about a platform such as we are having here. And I love this platform. It has enriched my life in so many ways. One time before I joined this platform that we are speaking from, I heard someone saying, oh, that they spend hours and hours on this platform. I was like, how? Why? Don't they have anything else to do? And now I find myself jumping from room to room. And really, finally, I want to share something with you, which is the verse that my family and I have taken for us for this year. And it might help us when we need to make terms with who do we keep as friends and who do we keep as maybe acquaintances or people that we care about. And like TJ said, we love from a distance, but we love them because we are asked to love. So at first, I want to share this verse with you. And it's in 1 John 4, 3. It's a commandment. It's a strong recommendation for us to love one another. It says, 1 John 4, 11, dear friends, he is calling us friends. He's like you, Joe. John and Joe. <laughs> He's like you. He's saying, dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. And so we are asked, John is saying, love one another. And then Hebrews 12, 14, it says, May every effort to live in peace with all men and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. And I know you and I like this verse because it says, Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. And I want to ask you, suggest for you to focus on the first part of this verse where it says, Make every, no one or two, make as many as possible as you can effort to live in peace with all men. And this is what um, living in peace, it's all about living in peace. Maybe we cannot be friends because they speak different things than us and we are not going to be friends, close friends like this. But we can wish them well, pray for them, for their salvation, if the case may be, for their healing, and we can pray for them and we can love them. We can be in peace with them. There is a song that I heard years and years ago and it says something to the fact that there is a God-shaped hole in our hearts. First and foremost, how it's hard to make friends in this world, friends that we really Apart from us here, it, it was hard, but I really believe in what Stacy was saying. It's because we need to get closer to our first friend. Sometimes it is hard because we cannot touch God, but he still likes intimacy with us. And so when we turn to other things instead of God, he wants us to focus on him first and then other things and then other things. Thank you so much. My name is Glauciani. I'd love to continue this conversation with you you. But I know that we all have so much to contribute and to bless one another. And that's it for me. <laughs> I'm Glauciani. So we are going to be getting ready to bring up very soon. We're going to have anyone who has any questions or want to contribute. I know Tommy is up here with us already and we would love to hear from him before we go around with our last thoughts on this particular topic. And, and we're just so grateful those of you who've been tuning in and been here the entire time. We see you we appreciate the support and we just want to remind you that you can see this all live at the fearless 
patreon.com slash live. And that is where you'll be able to get all the details too on each panelist and the free gift that we have for you as well. And this is just the first of many to come as we delight in community together and see the power of community, friendship and faith in action. So Tommy, if you're still up here and would like to share Yes, go ahead and, and share with us. Thank you so much, Stacey. Oh, thank you, everyone. This is so powerful. So powerful. So many powerful people in this room because God is speaking through you. I definitely found the power of community first by just reading God's word, just knowing, I think it was Angelia, getting baptized in the Holy Spirit, letting God speak to me and following the life of Christ and just knowing God, journaling through prayer. I think somebody said earlier through prayer, it helped me to, to find a community. I actually, my wife and I joined an intentional community in Chicago where we're serving and we serve people experiencing homelessness. But we are very blessed to find not just community in our church, in the uptown community where we live, we're in the north side of Chicago. We have tried to plant a church and just get partnering with the public schools and the park district and the churches in the area and working together in our community. And we found many friendships through there. And definitely our faith has just grown in many, many ways over time. And I'm just thankful to be in this space. I'm learning so much from you. Just listening this last hour has been so beneficial. And I just want to thank each and every one of you. I think I gleaned something from everyone in this room. So I am just thankful for everyone. I, I wish you could list all your names because there's such a wealth of resources here. And I am just honored to be in this space. And unfortunately, I have to, my wife and my boys need haircuts. So I'm, I'm off, but I hope to connect with you all soon. Lord bless you all. I'm Tommy and I'm complete. Thank you so much, Tommy. I'm so glad that I'm in the chat here that we were having on Zoom. Someone mentioned, let's go ahead and give Tommy a chance. And that is probably why the Lord impressed on the hearts to have you share with us because you really have blessed us knowing that us doing this is not in vain and that you're wanting to partner in community with us and the value that you provide even locally as a church planter and we'll be lifting you up in prayer, you and your family because we know this work is not easy and people need to connect, not forsaking the assembly of one another individually, locally, in community even though we have that blessing of connection virtually. I feel like God has just really given us this great opportunity virtually to see how much we do need each other and how we need community beyond what we thought we did need community. So we thank you. God bless you. So we're going to go ahead and allow those who have last words here. If anyone wants to come up or ask a question, wants to share any words or thoughts, this is your opportunity. I'm going to go ahead and turn on the hand raising. We'll give you that opportunity before we give our last thoughts and admonishment and just wanting to encourage you in this topic and the benefits of the community, friendship and faith and the power therein. So if anyone has any last questions, you can feel free to join us up now. Or if you would like to add to the conversation, welcome up me. And just to be sure, we do have your permission. Anyone who comes up, we have your permission to to leave your recording for the end product. Just let us know that as well. Yes, you guys have my permission to use my recording. This has been so much less flow. You know, I was riding down to get my motorcycle something, put on my motorcycle now, to to you guys while I was on the road. And it started with that first question. 
why why is it important to have a, a godly friendship? And I love what everyone said, you know, and especially when TJ said, like, sometimes you have to cut yourself away from certain people. And that's the same way in our lives. I think God does prune us, like, cut a little out of here, a little bit out of there to mold us into that person that he expects us to be. And we're talking about iron sharpens iron. They take the iron out of the ground, they put it in, in a furnace to mold it, to shape it to what that iron would be. The shyness of that iron. And sometimes we as Christians also got to go through the furnace for God to sharpen us and put us in in the place where he's preordained us to to be but sometimes you know to get away from your old selves from your old friends trying to come into this christian walk because some people think being a christian is not fun but i tell you what i i got a bunch of christian friends who know that we hang out ride motorcycles together do everything together but in everything else, we give glory to God and we have fun. I thought I used to have fun when I used to go to the club drinking and waking up with a hangover. But hanging out with a bunch of Christians that are shuffling you, that when you're down, they know that you're down and they can lift you up, you know. It's the best feeling that you could you could ever have. I went with um, certain people who were recovering from drugs and everything and they would always say a running joke there's no high like the most high when you're in his presence the the glory that you have in him i mean no one can really explain that and mixing up with christian friends together it's like the best feeling ever you could ever have my name is me and i'm done speaking Amen, my brother. Nee, just incredible. One of the things my dad loves to say, I, I heard him saying this growing up, is you think that living out there is good, but this is better than that. And it's just it's something that always struck home for me growing up, recognizing that I'm not missing something. And I just love that, Nee. You're not missing something because you've decided to walk this walk and dedicate your life to Christ and be consecrated people like to cast a shadow on it and say, oh, you're not living your best life and you're missing out on all these things. But for those who are coming from that, they recognize how much greater and how much more beautiful, how much more joy that you're able to find in Christ, in the body of Christ and fellowshipping with like believers and having those deeply rooted friendship that God created and designed us to have. So really appreciate you bringing that to our attention into the conversation, that perspective I just always love hearing perspectives from those who are joining us and yours has really deeply enriched our conversation today, Me, nee. So thank you so much. If there's anyone else who would like to add, we're going to be closing, wrapping up here in just a moment. And before everyone gives their last words on the panel and Ariana, go ahead. Hello all. Thank you all for being here. We are just so just blessed to have everyone's in attendance and just to be fellowshipping with us. Let's see the folks in the audience. We thank you, Nee. Shwanda, Bernie, Chris, Odette, Jasmine, Catherine. We want to encourage you, Prima Donna. We want to encourage you all again 
to just fellowship and, and follow along with us in our journeys and with our connections. If you look at the top, you'll see Christian content creators. You'll see that little greenhouse. If you go ahead and tap that greenhouse, you can go ahead and follow us there. This is just an environment and a special space where we can encourage one another on our faith and also our content creations. Things are discussed from faith to podcasting, journaling, Bible journaling. And you see, we were talking earlier about finding your tribe. And I just really want to encourage you all to say that we are we are here for you and we're looking forward to you. And when we think about Jesus, when we think about Christ, he was there for everyone. And I say that to say there's a personality here that it is of God, but it is here for you. We are here for you. So we have those that are gentle and sweet and soft-spoken. And then we have some like our brother Joe and our brother TJ, they're going to give it to you straight, but they're going to give it to you in love. And I just encourage you all just to come along with us. My name is Oriana and I'm done speaking. I'm going to turn it back over to Stacy. Thank you so much, sister. I just always appreciate you. And you would never know that we found each other here on this platform, sister after my own heart. And everyone, I've come to really hold near and dear. And I just want to go ahead and pass the mic on to our panelists. We're going to go down the line and share just any final thoughts on this topic of the power of community, friendship and faith. And we are looking forward to doing a part two where we we had a few other panelists that weren't able to make it today for different reasons and others who may apply to become a part of the conversation live. And so we'll be doing that because we did have other questions, but we want to keep this nice, sweet and and it's not too short because it's about two hours, but it's to the point. I think it's just what we needed to hear and to receive, especially right now as we get ready to celebrate our risen King um, and the journey that we've been taking to the cross. So I'm going to pass it over now to Maria. Masha. Hello. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for the last opportunity. I would like to thank everybody. Thank you so much that you poured your heart out, that you shared those gems with everybody. And for me, I think the key was what Joe said. You need to find yourself who you are before you start finding your tribe. And I think that was the keyword I was looking for and couldn't find on my own. So thank you, Joe, for sharing. And God bless you all. And I hope we're not just going to be looking forward to get surrounded with right a godly group of people, but we will be a part of the godly group for somebody else. God bless you. This was Masha and I'm done speaking. I'm seeing who's next on my screen. So I'll go ahead and just indicate, I guess, each person to make sure there isn't any confusion. And so now we have Joe. Go ahead and share with us your final thoughts and words. Stacy, I really appreciate the opportunity to be with you guys. It's been fun and enlightening as always. I just love the spirit of the rooms that you create and the heart behind them. And all you guys always just come and you bring your heart and it's a safe place to just have a conversation. So I always appreciate that. And you know, just so everybody knows, not everybody's going to be able to see the chat that's going on behind the scenes. But about every 30 seconds, Stacy is encouraging everybody out here and telling them they're radiant, telling them they're awesome and, and just pumping them up and she's just ongoing gassing us up. And, you know, well, sometimes you hear things on, on Clubhouse and you're like, what are these people like? Are they real? Are, are they genuine? Is this really what they are? And, you know, I just want to tell you, it really is. These guys are encouraging each other and everybody's pumping each other up. And so if you have any hesitation of who to follow or what to do, just follow your heart and, you know, press in because you can't go wrong with anybody up here. They're going to take care of you. You know, as we dig in and, and close out, I, I had one thought that came to mind. Miles McPherson wrote a book 
book a, a number of months ago called The Third Option. And in his book, The Third Option, he talks about how there's all kinds of things that are dividing us. Everybody wants to, to fraction us uh, apart from each other. And we have a very fractured society. And the reality is this. No matter what it is somebody wants to divide us by, Christian, non-Christian, skin color, nationality, whatever it is, male, female, there's ongoing what people are trying to divide us by. The reality is we're about 95% the same. No matter how you break it down, we're 95% the same. And if you want to go out looking for friends, look for that 95%. Focus on the things that you have in common. Because if you focus on the things that you have in common, then you're going to find your people. If you look for that 5% and you let the narrative divide you, it's going to divide you. And that's just the way it's going to be. You're going to be miserable. You're not going to find people because even the, the people that are thriving on hate, that's not a movement you want to follow. You don't want to follow a movement of hate. You know, Jesus was asked, what was the greatest commandment? Love the Lord thy God and love me. That's it. Love, love your neighbors yourself, right? And so I would leave you with that, that if you're trying to find your people, you're trying to find your friends and you're trying to connect, get to know you and then focus on what's positive in the people around you and go with that. Because that's the third option. You can like them, you can hate them, or you can focus on the third option. And that is being able to sit there and say, hey, you know what? I love the 95% about you that we're the same. So thanks again for the opportunity to be with you, Stacy, and everybody else on stage. And I really appreciate it. My name's Joe. I'm the founder of Middle Class Millionaire. And you know, once again, if you're just now meeting me, just know this. I'm your friend. Awesome. Awesome. We're doing silent claps here, just cheering each other on. And I have to say, Joe, I really, you're so kind, but I've been seeing everybody like you guys are all incredible. And I know it's because God has allowed us as like-minded individuals to find each other. And that is what friendship is all about and community where we're really uplifting and encouraging each other in the Lord as God uses us and flows through us. I want to go now over to our sister, Glossian. So good to have you with us. Hello, everyone. Again, thank you so much for this opportunity. I love being here. I haven't seen the, the time go by and then it has been two hours and one of the things that called my attention there were many things I really want to applaud Angelia for her walk with the Holy Spirit that is so special the Holy Spirit is the one who's going to make the most change in your life Angelia and we are here not talking about religion not talking about churches A, B it's talking about Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit thank you so much for sharing your experience with us it's so honoring I feel really blessed for us having this conversation today, for the invitation from Stacy. Stacy is such a kind-hearted woman. I just feel so connected to you, Stacy. So loving. Everything that comes from you, it's like a love, so loving, so warm, so loving. And I just want to say to everyone who's listening to us, that we are going to have these talks more and I welcome everyone. I invite everyone to be part of this movement because I do believe that this time is time for connection. It's time for growth. And something uh, just echoing on something that Joe just mentioned is that when you find people, you find them to build and to construct. Look for the ones that you can build something up. The negativity leave behind because you can build things with that, but that's not going to take you anywhere where you can grow. Rather, go with the ones that you can connect 
and you can grow and you can build on yourself on your own growth. My name is Glauciani and has been a great privilege and honor to be here to speak to you all and to see you face to face. Have a blessed day. Amen. Amen. Oh, just love, love, love you all. Angelia, going on over to you, sis. I'm the emotional one of the panel. Thank you, everyone, for absorbing that. I want to say thank you for bearing witness to my faith growing and really being the answer to my prayer regarding finding community through faith and friendship. I completely want to echo with what Joe had said and others had said. To those that are listening, if you feel lonely or if you feel that the people you're around are not serving the purpose that you might not know what your purpose is, but you know it's not that. I recommend opening the Bible. The Lord will listen. He will accept you as you are. There is not a thing that you can do that the Lord will not forgive. And I work on death row. So he's forgiving everyone. So it's really important to keep that in mind that there is no shame in the choices that you have made in your life as long as you want to atone to them with God and learn what those moments were meant to be for you as you navigated through each of them. That's where the forgiveness is. And you find that by opening the Bible. And I will say that once I started opening the Bible and wanting to hear God's word, that's when I was prepped and able to be recognized by those that love the Holy Spirit to welcome me into the human community and faith journey that is all of our journey. And so just keep in mind that even if you're in the beginning stages, there's still room for you at the table. Even if you're not sure of every scripture or if you have to look in your Bible when someone's quoting a quote in the passage of the Bible, it is okay that everyone started their faith journey somewhere. And the fact that you're listening to God's calling is what matters. And once you become clear on what it is that you want in this life, whether it be community, whether it be whatever it is for you, I won't name it, but for me, it was really a sense of community. It will come to you. What's that scripture? When you knock, the, the Lord answers and will bring forth what you're knocking for. <laughs> Someone will quote it better than me, but there's a point there. And that's the thing is everyone in this room is still loving that I was still willing to quote the Bible, even though it wasn't the most on point way of saying it. And that is where community is. So just to everyone listening, you start somewhere. And as long as you get yourself centered in what it is that you seek, even if it's broad, for me, it was community, you will find it. And I hope that you're finding it in this panel. And I hope you're finding it in this clubhouse room. And I know that I found it. Stacy. you created a place where us needing a sense of community, needing a place to share our faith could come together in these 40 days and really grow spiritually. So it truly is an honor to be on this panel serving with all of you and those listening in the audience. I welcome you to, you know, communicate with Stacy in the back channels if you feel you would be of value to our panel. And I also encourage you to open the Bible. My favorite thing to do is just let the Lord decide what scripture I'm reading that day. I have my Bible open to something random just because I wanted the Holy Spirit to speak to me. And when we're done with this panel, I'm going to read this and wonder what I was meant to pull from it by opening to this. So you can play little games with the Holy Spirit and he will still be there answering your prayers. So thank you for the opportunity to speak. My name is Angelia and I'm done speaking. I pass it over to Stacy. Thanks again. So beautiful. Thank you so much. Just richly blessed hearing community with you all. And my sis, Angelia, TJ, brother, the mic is off over to you. All right. All right. So I do apologize in advance if you get background noise. But yeah, as Joe was talking immediately to First Corinthians chapter 13 and 
I, I want to read these few verses. Verse four, it says, love is patient, love is kind. Love does not envy, it's not boastful, it's not arrogant, it's not rude, it's not self-seeking, it's not irritable, and does not keep a record of wrongs. Love finds no joy in unrighteousness, but rejoices in, in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. But as for prophecies, they will come to an end. As for tongues, they will ask for knowledge. It will come to a part when the perfect comes, the partial will come to an end. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. When I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put aside childish things. For now we see only a reflection, but then face to face. Now add no in part, but then I will know fully. And as I am fully known, and verse 13, now these three remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. And when Joe was speaking, that's that particular passage of scripture came into play. We were talking about community, friendship, and faith. All of those things, they play a key, a factor. I pray that you guys heard my scriptures as I was reading. I know there's a lot of background noise, but those things play a key role in building community. We talked about loving each other, and we talked about how you must first love yourself. In order to build that community, in order to build friendship, you must first be in community and in friendship with yourself and with God. And then, as Angelia so eloquently said, as you seek, as you pray, as you ask God to send people your way, he will do such that. Knock on the door, he'll answer it. Everything that he has for you, it is for you. You just have to definitely have your heart inclined towards him, have your intentions and motives inclined towards wanting to become a better person, a better individual. And as you do that, God will always answer your prayers and do what he needs as far as giving you your desires of your heart. So my name is TJ. I am done speaking and I have enjoyed being a part of this panel. Definitely can't wait for part two. I believe that a lot that was shared today is definitely going to bless um, a lot of people here on Clubhouse or whoever's watching on YouTube by delay basis or, or anyone that catches this on any media or forums. I believe that it's truly going to bless you and help you with establishing your community, friendships, and of course, establishing your faith. So my name is TJ and I'm done speaking. Wow. Thank you, my brother. Just always appreciate your heart, everyone. Just tremendous what God has done. And I love my sister Colette coming up here. And I'm going to definitely ask her to close us out in prayer after she shares and some final words that I will add at the very end as well. But go ahead, Colette, and, and share your final thoughts. Thank you very much. Um, Stacy. once again, I want to echo what everybody has been sharing. And I'm uh, so grateful to have been part of this panel. It's such a humbling experience to hear from everybody and to be blessed by the scriptures that have been shared. And very interestingly enough, this is the first time that we see each other live in person <laughs> through Zoom. And of course, here on Clubhouse, as we've been hanging out in rooms and lifting one another up and being a light in this community. This has been such a wonderful topic. And as we have all heard, and then for those who are just joining us, we've talked about prayer being the start of bringing us to seeking God in order to find a community. We talked about loving God, which will then lead us to love our neighbors. We heard a lot from the panel of the importance of knowing ourselves so that we can love well. And so all of this boils down to going back to our creator. And this is such a humbling thing. I do not want to assume that everybody in the audience or everybody watching is a follower of Jesus. 
Jesus, but for those who do not know God and who do not know where to start, who might even be skeptical, I would like to encourage you by faith to take a step and just pray and say, God, I just want to get to know you. I want to know you and I want to be part of a community. Once you call out to God, he will answer you. And then you will be able to learn and grow. There is a passage of scripture that came to mind as I was hearing everybody speak. And it comes out of Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 7. And it says, but blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in the year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. And why did I share this passage? I share this passage because when you hold on to God, your roots are replenished and nourished and you get to know who you are because God reveals that to you. You are fresh, you are strong, and you are able to even pour into the lives of others. And we have talked as well of being a friend in order to, we have to learn to be a friend to others and not simply expect friendship for others. So strengthen your root, strengthen your relationship with God so that you can pour into others. And when you fulfill that principle into pouring into others, they will pour into you. And then another thing that is awesome is that you will receive discernment and wisdom on the seasons of your friendships. We talked as well about the need to recognize and understand that there is different types of friendships. There is acquaintances, there is friends, and there is best friends. Those things come little by little with discernment and wisdom, which God gives. And so thank you very much for joining us today. It's been a pleasure. We look forward to you joining us again in our next, uh, in part two. And so I'm Colette and I'm done speaking. Stacey, I do not know if you'd like for me to pray now. Would you like to speak first? I'll pray right now for us. So Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for such a beautiful room, such a beautiful occasion, such beautiful people, because you, oh God, are a beautiful, a wonderful God who has created people from different nations, different color tone, different characters. And what an honor it is to be united here today in this community in order to talk about the importance of community and power and faith. We pray that with everything that we have shared today, that your Holy Spirit will move in the hearts of the people who have come in and some might have left, but all the people who have heard your word today would be touched and drawn back to you. We are here because of you, Lord, because of the love you have placed in us. We have talked just now about how love is patient and kind and gentle. And so, God, this is because you, oh God, are love. And so fill us with love and compassion and with the the fruits of the Spirit so that we may be a radiant light to those who are in the darkness and those who need to be pointed out to you. And so we thank you for this community. 
community. Thank you for touching our hearts and filling us with love for one another. And we do pray that as we separate, that we will continue to be witnesses and great lights set upon hills that cannot be hidden because you, God, live and dwells within us. And thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit, which allows us to even gather today. This is in the mighty name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior, that we pray. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, amen. Man. We're going to go ahead. Oh, so much incredible words and just so grateful for what the Lord has done. And we've been able to seal it with a prayer. It's going forth and it's it's doing its work. And those who are going to be watching this on the replay, just want to give you all an idea. I just really love that Colette, God used Colette even with her prayer. Just, ah, I just love how God orchestrates everything. When we give it over to him, every aspect of our life, they're covered by God and the Holy Spirit. It's just incredible. Before we started, I said in the beginning that on my way back home this morning, God gave me a specific word. And I am so grateful that you brought up Seasons Collect because I thought of this early and totally forgot. My very first nonprofit, my slogan was make this your season for anointed living and recognizing that we are all called to different seasons, right? And we have in that season, we are calling even different people to us, to help us to fulfill that particular mission that we're given in that season to bring forth fruit in its season. And so God had shared with me on the way here for this particular panel, you are called, called to faithfulness, called to fruitfulness. So we've been going through on the journey of being faith-filled and being called to be faithful with the little that God has given us. Now God wants to see us bear fruit. And as Glossian mentioned earlier, to grow together. That is what community, friendship, faith is all about. Moving forward, progressing, as Ariana said, not remaining stagnant. Angelia, God showing up when you pray for community, he sends it just when you need it, just on time. Maria, recognizing the frames that God has given us to work within. And when we are faithful to that little thing, God is going to make us fruitful and bring forth fruit in its season. And so I know that he's spoken a word in season, even now, while we are live, God wants to see us fruitful. Saints, brothers, sisters, community, friends. And as we continue on, I believe the season that is ahead, we're going to be digging deep in fruitfulness, what the fruits of the spirit looks like. And as God leads us in establishing that calendar and doing it together as a community. So I want you all to be a part of that. Feel free to connect with us. You can always DM and just go to the fearless creator.com slash live. You'll see the bios of all the panelists and we'll be continuing to add on that page. You'll see the replay because I know what we feasted on today is not just for today. It's for tomorrow and beyond. And so we will be repurposing what we've been able to delight and share and feast and break bread together in this format. We're going to let it be available in podcast format and saying that we have podcasters here on the panel. And so we want you to support 
the work that God is doing through them and the podcast, you're going to see everything there on the page as well. And just take that time. If you've been fed in any way and you've been blessed by the conversation and community today, we want you to just go further and connect with us. We love you all. And we just pray that you will continue to see the power of community, friendship, and faith.